Quantlayer is a software consultancy based in Brooklyn, New York. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Quantlayer. The information presented should not be construed as investment advice. Guests may maintain positions in assets mentioned in the podcast. from Quantlayer and thanks for listening to our podcast. On this episode, we speak with Andreas Antonopoulos, author of Mastering Bitcoin, The Internet of Money and Mastering Ethereum, and also board member at the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium known as C4. C4 will be hosting the Blockchain Training Conference in Denver, Colorado at the end of August. In this conversation, we learn about the conference how Andreas thinks about blockchain teaching pedagogy and the certifications that C4 is offering now, the Certified Bitcoin Professional or CBP certification, and the Cryptocurrency Security Standard or CCSS certification. We learn all about these certifications and what they allow the holder to do. Always a pleasure to talk with Andreas. If you enjoy this one, please rate and review us on iTunes. It would help us out a lot. Thanks for listening to the episode. But before we get to the conversation, here is a word from our sponsor, Blockchain Training Conference that I'm really excited about. What if there was an educational industry conference where all of the sessions were focused on teaching you something instead of shilling you something? There is, and it's Blockchain Training Conference 2019. It's gonna be hosted August 28th to the 30th in Denver, Colorado. BTC 2019 offers every attendee the chance to leave certified and confident in their understanding of blockchain technology. Move past the jargon to gain a robust understanding of blockchain and cryptocurrencies with masterclasses taught by industry luminaries like Andreas M. Antonopoulos, Rene Picard, Jameson Lopp, Pamela Morgan, and many others. Register today and learn more at blockchaintraining.org. We also have a coupon code for you guys that where you can get a 10% discount for the conference, Quantlayer10. So just go to blockchaintraining.org slash attend and hit the buy button for a ticket and put in the coupon code Quantlayer10. That's Q-U-A-N-T-L-A-Y-E-R and the number 10 and you'll get 10% off your ticket. We're also going to be at this conference in August, so please reach out if you will be there as well. Would love to meet in MeetSpace. Hey, everyone. You've got Quantlayer here. Vikram speaking. I'm joined by Faison, known as The Wizard. And we're also accompanied by a very special guest today, Andreas Antonopoulos. So thank you for joining us today, Andreas. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure. And so Andreas, of course, we all know is the author of Mastering Bitcoin, The Internet of Money, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And more recently, Mastering Ethereum, he's worked tirelessly across the world, helping people understand the benefits of Bitcoin and blockchain technology. And just as a heads up, Andreas, the thing that really clicked for me with Bitcoin, I just wanted to mention it to you, was that when you've, in the past, you've written and talked about how Bitcoin will kind of separate money and state in the same way the church and state have been separated. So that's been a really prescient analogy. So I hope you will forgive me for my rampant use of this analogy whenever I meet someone. Sure. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> 
So what brought us together today was, you know, we want to learn more about the blockchain training conference you all are hosting. Both Faison and I have a background in coding education. You know, we've taught developers in the past. So that's why we were really excited to talk to you about the blockchain training conference. So we'd love a little background on that and how you kind of started. I think the first one was in 2016. Uh, that's correct. So I serve on the board of the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium, which we shortened to C4, uh, delivering explosive education. Actually, that's not our slogan. Uh, Learn, (laughs) apply, grow is our our slogan. So the Cryptocurrency Certification Consortium is a nonprofit, educational-focused organization that sets the standards through an open and collaborative approach with the entire community for what should be the fundamental prerequisites in order to help people who are trying to decide whether they can hire someone for a position and help people who are trying to find work to be able to demonstrate their knowledge of an area with some kind of certification, right? Yep. And the certification we're known for is the Certified Bitcoin Professional, which has been running now for, gosh, uh, almost five years. And it's something that's been a very popular certification to the point that people have tried to forge it and copy the name, (laughs) which is always flattering. And we put on a conference in 2016, and now we're doing another one, uh, August 28th through 30th in Denver, Colorado, or actually Aurora, Colorado, which is halfway between downtown and the airport. And Mm -hmm. we're very excited about it. It's going to be a fantastic conference. So the 2016 conference, and we have, you know, it's been it's been about three years. So a lot has changed since then. Um, of course, in the market and on the technical side, what are you focusing more on now versus uh, back then? So the cryptocurrency certification consortium has been working on a number of really important standards in our industry. One of them is the cryptocurrency security standard. This is an open standard. You can go onto our website, cryptoconsortium.org, and Mm -hmm. download a copy of it, uh, including all of the various domains that that standard covers. And what the cryptocurrency security standard is, is a set of best practices in three increasingly focused tiers, where tier one is the absolute bare necessary you have to do for security, right? Mm -hmm. And tier two is a slightly more rigorous level of security. Tier three is is the highest level of security we have today. And for each tier, there are certain best practices in how you produce, for example, cryptographic keys that you use, private keys, for customers. If you have a custodial organization in in crypto. If you're an exchange, for example, or you have a wallet company or product, or you're a hedge fund and are managing other people's money, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be, any type of custodial organization, but also non-custodial organizations, all of the best practices, how you should do auditing, how you should do backup, how you should do logging, uh, how you should manage keys, how you should manage personnel, based on the experience of all of the people who contributed to this standard. At this conference, this August, we're launching the uh, Cryptocurrency Security Standard Auditor Certification and Workshop. The workshop is going to train people on how to audit companies. So if you have a company and you 
believe you're fulfilling all of the requirements of the CCSS, which has been published for three years now, mm-hmm. but you want to prove it to the world, you can hire a CCSSA, an auditor, to come in and independently audit that business and assign it to the appropriate tier, verify that it's correctly fulfilling the needs of a tier two CCSS standard, for example. And the auditors get trained at the conference. We have a workshop for training the auditors and also then have to pass an exam to prove that they can consistently apply the standards and fairly apply the standards and offer certification. Got it. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting here, particularly on the, so you're mentioning that the workshop will basically be based on these best practices and standards that you've developed with a group of people for a while now. Can you give us some example? Yeah, you did mention, you know, how to generate keys and so forth, but can you give some other examples of what the workshop will cover? So the workshop isn't about the standard itself, although we will have a, a talk about the standard and how to learn from it, how to contribute to it, how to use it within your own business. The workshop will be how to audit companies in a consistent manner, and it's scenario-based training on how to audit companies for auditors, and how to prepare those auditors for the auditor certification, so they can be certified auditors and go out and audit uh, companies. So it's the other end of the standard. The standard itself, which is open source, you can actually, as I said, you can find it online, So I'll read you what the domains are. Yep. There's uh, key and seed generation. There's wallet creation, key storage, key usage, key compromise policy, uh, key holder grant and revocation policies and procedures, third-party security audits and penetration testing, uh, data sanitization policy, uh, proof of reserve policy, and audit log policy. And all of those have specific requirements for each tier. You have to have something, a control, in all of those for level one, and then you have additional controls that are required in some of those for level two and level three. Gotcha. Um, And with respect to, and moving on a little more broadly with respect to the rest of the conference, would love to understand a bit more about how you figured out what kind of programming you wanted to offer. Because, you know, there's a lot of uh, kind of like smart contract, lightning network type of, you know, Rene Picard is going to be there talking through the lightning worker, which is pretty awesome. How did you kind of figure out the programming you wanted to offer? So we started with a basic idea, and that is we're doing three days with three tracks. Each of the tracks is, is to a slightly different audience, but there's some overlap. So one of our tracks is called Basics. And you can get into the basics stuff without any prerequisites and just really focus on understanding the basics across the board, not just a single technology. We have basic classes for Bitcoin, for Ethereum, for Lightning, but also generic, or more general blockchain-related stuff uh, about consensus algorithms and smart contracts, as well as the preparation course for the certified Bitcoin professional, which you can earn at the conference by passing the exam. So that's basics. Then we have professionals. Professionals is for accountants, lawyers, consultants, tax advisors or attorneys, uh, CPAs, family offices, financial advisors, and the, the various professionals who operate in our industry who obviously need to know the technical side, but yep. with very specific applicability in their domain. 
So we've got courses about tax law and regulations and accounting and how to how to read a blockchain and what transactions are and how they're constructed in different blockchains. And then we have a technical track, which is for developers or either experienced developers or new developers or people who want to go more into the technical deep dive. Um, some of the, those are for kind of more beginner, more basic, but still technical. And some are for advanced developers. So that's kind of how we set it out. And then we opened it to proposals. Instead of saying, doing a request for papers and having speakers, we asked for teaching proposals from teachers. And the, the whole tone of that was very deliberate to make sure that we get people who want to teach a specific topic. Mm -hmm. In order to propose something, it had to have specific learning objectives and it had to be targeted to one of the tracks for basics professionals or technical. And the teacher had to propose how they were going to teach it, how they were going to interact with the audience and what the audience would leave with in terms of skills. And no shilling. None yep. whatsoever. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, that was like, we're not doing a marketing conference. That's not, there's plenty of those. Yep. There's none of this. This is the only conference that is like this. And we kept it very tight from yep. that perspective. Yeah, I think one of the uh, really interesting parts of the conference is this kind of professionals track for non-developers who still need a solid kind of technical understanding of the space. What are the kinds of topics and these kind of minimum level of things that they need to know, uh, you think, in, in general, among kind of the non-technical crowd? What, what do you think are the topics that are important to them? Well, first of all, I would encourage people to go to blockchaintraining.org and look at the schedule. Slash schedule is the URL or it's the one of the items on the menu. And the schedule is, is color-coded by track, and there's filters for the primary audience, the professional focus like compliance or creative or design, accounting, whatever, and the primary technology, whether it's more specific to Bitcoin or Ethereum or general blockchain skills. I'll give you just some of the examples. And these are, these are all at a technical level that's very approachable for people who are brand new to this. Accounting for cryptocurrencies, transaction tracking, and tax is going to be taught by uh, Kirk Phillips. We've got Bitcoin and Lightning for commerce that Hannah Rosenberg is teaching, which is about deploying an e-commerce BTC pay server, explaining how Lightning works and how to build commerce. There's how Wyoming's blockchain laws can benefit you and your organization by Caitlin Long. There's breaking down risk and regulation for Bitcoin and blockchain builders with Amber Scott. Law and regulatory issues in crypto, et cetera, et cetera. There's yep. lots of different topics like that. But also things like cryptocurrency, proof of work, mining, energy consumption. So a lot of this is about how do you apply this in business and what do you need to know if you're running a business in this space. Yep. But you're not a developer, which I think, you know, a lot of the time, the, as you said, the education is either, either for developers or noobs. But very rarely is it for people who may already have a professional association or building a practice in this space, but they're not developers and they need to know these things. Yeah, and I was particularly, you know, of course, all, a lot, all these uh, talks super sound really interesting. I was particularly interested in understanding the Bitcoin and Lightning for Commerce one a bit more. 
because I think a lot of uh, kind of product focused people are interested in seeing how they can incorporate lightning into their into their own business. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, the, the schedule has a lot of information about each one of these sessions yep. and what they involve. And you can filter and sort and do all of that so you can see which ones fit your interests and needs. During the conference, people can use a, an app uh, called Sked. I'm sure you've probably used it at a conference before to just basically build their own program where they go through and look at all of these sessions and then put together a customized program so they will remind them when the session they want to do is is on. Yep. And as far as the the other kind of certifications in this space, there's one called the certified, we talked a little bit about the security one. There's one called the certified Bitcoin professional. That one is different, am I right? Yes, certified Bitcoin professional covers the very basics of key management and the cryptographic primitives. It's the first one we did. Mm -hmm. And it was at a time when that was the main focus. It's incredibly relevant to all of the other blockchains too, because you know the basics were established with with Bitcoin. Uh, so it's still a very, very, very useful certification to have, even if you're not involved in in uh, Bitcoin or if you're interested in some of the other blockchains, because you understand the fundamentals through that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be teaching the prep course for that. That's a three hour workshop where I'm going to be teaching the basics of how keys, transactions, blocks, blockchains, mining, and all of those things work. And would you say that's one that's uh, primarily for a technical audience or it's applicable no, to anyone that would be interested? No, it, in fact, it's not technical. It's technical only to the degree it needs to be technical mm-hmm. for you to be competent in executing any job in this space. You need to be a tiny bit technical. You need to understand the terminology and be able to have that common terminology that will allow you to work with your colleagues in any job in this space. And it certainly equips you with that, as well as validates that you have that. And that's why a lot of employers in the space actually look for that certification. It makes it easy to know that that person at least speaks a common language. They're not going to be saying words that that have a different meaning for everybody else. Right, because the space is very, I mean, there's so many domain-specific terms in this space. Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, uh, you know, we we kind of know them because we've learned them over time. Obviously, you you are a master of them, but um, you know, a lot of everyone else in the space kind of just learns them quickly over time, and then we can all speak a common language. So that that is really nice. Yeah, the problem, of course, is the knowledge is very fragmented. It's not particularly consistent, and it's not tested. The good news about the CBP is that it, it was developed by uh, a lot of domain experts who contributed to this. I was on that committee, and and a whole bunch of of people who are well-known in the industry, I'm not going to name drop now, have put their effort into making this very, very relevant. And and not only can you learn the things that are relevant, but then you can demonstrate. Like a lot of people claim to be experts or claim to have the knowledge. If you can demonstrate that you have it in in a way that's consistent with everybody else, that's powerful. So the ticket price for the conference includes... Not only, of course, all of the sessions, including the prep courses for the CBP exam, but it also includes the cost of the exam. Oh, that's great. There's also an exam room on at the venue. So people can 
at whatever time they feel ready after they've done the prep course, after they've participated in some study sessions, they can just go in there and spend 20 minutes and take the exam on the spot, get their certificate and, and have it handed to them there. Or they can take the exam after the event or in their hotel room in their own time online anytime they want. Yeah, that's super, super convenient. How would a professional, I think, Faison, you had this question about kind of, we were talking about this earlier, how to know if someone, you know, has this certification? Oh, you, um, so if you show the certificate someone, all all the certificates have a a number and you can refer that back to and check that it's actually allocated to the person who says it is. Got it. So we have, we talked about those two certifications. And so there's also a certified Bitcoin expert. Is that another kind of certification? So the certified Bitcoin expert uh, certification was not launched because unfortunately what happens is the technology changed faster than we were able to move ahead with that. Yep. And we put our effort more in building the security standard. We're going to be relaunching an expert level certification most likely but we're not ready to talk about yep. it right now. One of the great things is that this conference is also going to be an opportunity for a lot of the experts in the field to get together because, I mean, we have an incredible group of teachers who are coming to this event. And what we're going to do is we're going to be convening a number of meetings to work on certification plans and build certifications and standards at the conference. Yep. Great. And... uh you know, with a lot of these certifications, the material they cover is is relatively fundamental and won't change. But yes. a lot of it is in a fast-moving space where something might not be... Like, how do people essentially... Like, how often do people need to retest or stay current? Or does the curriculum get updated? What's the uh, pathway to currency with these certifications? The curriculum gets updated. The exam gets updated continuously. There's a process behind the scenes where there's questions contributed. We are going to be showing some of the ways that people who have the certification can actually contribute to the certification questions and standards themselves. We want to, or, or we want to engage with the community of people who have the CVP certifications. Many thousands of people have it. It's a two-year certificate. And in fact, all of the certificates are have a timeline, right? And after that time has passed, you have to retest and take the exam again. In fact, I'm going to be taking my CBP exam again in the next couple of weeks because it's up for renewal. And I'm going to have that when I teach, as do all of our teachers. Oh, wow. And I have to take it just like everybody else, even though I wrote some of the questions. <laughs> there's, no, there's no shortcuts. There. Nobody gets granted this. I have to take the exam like everybody else. Yep. I, I think it. I'm going to get a discount on the fee, but that's about <laughs> the only That seems fair. Now, you had mentioned uh, relation to the Bitcoin expert. That's something that's planned for the future. And it looks like, is that the case for the certified Ethereum developer as well? Is that something that's more in the works for the future? Yes, we're going to be talking about other certifications at the at the conference. The the only one that we're launching at this conference right now, which is ready and happening, is the CCSS auditor, the security Got standard it. auditor, for which there's both a workshop to teach it as well as the exam that will happen after the conference. Got it. And just out of curiosity, so this is three days. You know, that's a, it's a pretty healthy amount of time. You know, say you had more time, like a week. 
you know, what other kinds of topics would you have liked to see? I hadn't really thought about it because this has been a frantic. Yep. I, you know, this is like, I think we have 42 sessions being taught by 38 speakers or something ridiculous yep. <laughs> like that. And so it's a very, very broad range of topics. And I've never seen a lineup like yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's an uh, amazing lineup. Never in the industry have I seen a lineup like this. It's not a single base of advertising, and it's just solid education for three yep. days. And with three tracks running in parallel the entire time. So it's, it's just a crazy amount of education. Yep. I think I would like to, in, in the future, I think I would like to see even more topics for, for beginners, mm -hmm. perhaps longer boot camps to help people. You know, crypto has, cryptocurrencies and open blockchains have a steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. And it's challenging. So one of the problems with having limited time, like three days, is that you can't start the basics level and keep going all the way to becoming a developer in the space, right? That would take two conferences. You, you, you're going to need one to do basics, and then you're going to need to do more advanced topics. It's not like you can do basic topics on day one and then hit the advanced topics on day <laughs> two and three. Right, right. It's, people would be saturated. Yeah, this stuff needs time to be absorbed, right? But there's enough basic topics that you can get a very well-rounded education in three days and know where to look next so that you can continue your education. And that's, you know, a lot of this education is about what's out there, what do you need to know, and a treasure map of knowledge. And then you continue that journey after you finish this. So... What would I do if I had more days? Probably looked at a whole bunch of other technologies and done more hands-on workshops where people get to, even more workshops where people get to try out the technology. So we're going to have workshops where people get to build things and try things out themselves. And there's always room for more yep. of that. Yeah, that's also... Experiential learning, as they yeah, call it. Yeah, that's often, you know, some of the most fun kind of workshops too, where people get to, you know, get their hands dirty so to speak. Yeah, and every every single workshop we're doing has uh, an interactive component. It's, it's, part, it's part of the requirements for the proposals. And for uh, those that uh, can't make the conference but are still interested in, um, you know, getting the CBP certification or the new CCSS, what are the best ways for them to proceed? Well, CryptoConsortium.org, which is the C4 uh, website, and there we have uh, resources and study guides for uh, the CBP. That's where you can sign up to take the exam. And, of course, that has continued for years now and will continue during and after the conference, so anyone can go and jump in there. And you can study this information from a variety of sources. You don't have to do it in workshop format. It's, it's obviously more difficult to do it that way than to watch a three-hour workshop and participate in that. But uh, you can do that. And of course, there'll be um, the CCSSA exam as well. We'll see about uh, what we're going to do after the conference in terms of perhaps releasing some of these talks as videos. Got it. And then uh, is there any reason you chose uh, Denver in particular? I know we were all out for an Ethereum conference earlier. Um, and now this conference is being held in Denver again, or Aurora, but 
you know, Denver adjacent? Yes. Well, I mean, uh, Denver is, you know, it's a great American city. What can I say? <laughs> it's a fantastic place. Other than the altitude, which on day one might, might get you a bit, it's a great place with, with great people. It's got fantastic technology companies. There's a lot of crypto activity here, of course, and uh, a big community. So it's also very easy to get to. By the way, a little uh, trivia thing for those who are flying in for this conference. Denver International Airport has two of the most interesting, to a pilot's at least, relevant statistics. One is it's, it's the largest surface area airport in the world. It's enormous. And part of the reason is it has one of the longest runways because on hot days, operating at a mile altitude is very tricky for aircraft. They need a lot of runway to take off because performance is affected by what they call density altitude, which is how how hot the air at the surface is and how much density it has. So thin air and hot air make for less engine and wing performance, which means you need a longer runway to take off and land. And the other interesting tidbit is when they pressurize the cabin and they take you up to altitude, when they come back into Denver, you may not notice you have to pop your ears because you don't, because they depressurize the cabin to Denver altitude. So the plane goes up. Yeah, and Denver altitude is already a mile up, so it's not much different. <laughs> so you won't even notice your ears getting tight because they're not getting tight. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I've taken the drive-in from the airport to the city, and it is a very large airport. I can confirm that. <laughs> yeah, you should see it from, from the pilot's view. It's crazy. I guess uh, one other thing maybe we can wrap up with uh, in terms of kind of longer term goals. Do you have kind of, is this kind of conference you want to offer, you know, yearly, every couple of years, maybe more than once a year? I don't know. How, how are you guys thinking about that? You know, I would absolutely love to be able to do this. Got to understand, this is, this is very much a labor for love. This is a not-for-profit organization run by unpaid volunteers, right? All of whom have other jobs. And the teachers are all volunteering. The staff are mostly volunteers. And we're putting this together because we want to offer a very high degree of quality education to a lot of people, something that we feel is desperately needed in this mm -hmm. space. But, you know, this isn't a conference that is profitable, <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to walk away with it and go, woo yeah. <laughs> You know, time to throw a big lavish party. There won't be any budget for that. But we'll leave with the satisfaction of a job well done. And if we're able to, to do this well this year, I think we'll all be motivated to do it again. Hopefully not as long as since the yeah. last one. And hopefully we can get even more companies to sponsor it. Unfortunately, we're not a pay-for-play mm -hmm. conference, right? It's a lot easier to say, hey, come sponsor our conference, and then we'll give you a speaking slot. You can even get the keynote. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> at our conference, doesn't matter how much you sponsor, we're going to throw your name and your teaching proposal in the hat with everything else. And then we vote for it blindly, and we judge it entirely based on the quality of the proposal and have rejected even sponsors, so you don't get to speak yep. that way. Which means that not too many companies have been super eager to, to sponsor this conference, but the ones that have, have see enormous value in education and share our mission. 
So I'm hoping more companies are going to see that value uh, next year, and maybe we can do this again. In terms of long-term goals, you know, you've talked about how there's stuff coming down the line for auditing Bitcoin Expert Ethereum. Is there any intention or anything in the works for um, private blockchains or more the more enterprise-focused stuff, or is the focus really to stay with the major public blockchains? Some of the courses obviously apply to private blockchains because the relevant technology is the same. But honestly, I think the the primary focus has been open public blockchains. That's where the innovation is happening. And uh, that's certainly been the focus for now. Yep. Hey everyone, this is Vikram again. Thanks for listening to us. If you are an exchange, a trader, or working on a crypto project, get in touch with us. You can reach us on Twitter at Quantlayer, that's Q-U-A-N-T-L-A-Y-E-R, or email me at Vikram at Quantlayer.com. That's V-I-K-R-A-M, like Monero, at Quantlayer.com. I will write back. And if you like our podcast so far, please hit subscribe and rate and review us, because that would help us a lot. Thanks. Thanks.